Welcome back to documenting the life of a new self-taught landscape artist. I am your host, Jordan Lundquist, and I'm about to take you on my new journey into the world of art. See how a new self-taught artist navigates his way into the unknown while sharing the lessons he learns along the way. Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 5, How I Decide What to Paint. Today, I want to take you through the process behind how I choose which subject matter to paint. I'd like to share with you the inspiration that supplies my motivation. I'll end today's show by talking about two YouTube videos that have helped me realize how our artistic style forms. I hope you enjoy. So one of the reasons I wanted to do this show today is something I've noticed, and I don't think that this issue is necessarily the case for me, but I feel like a lot of artists, they have a hard time deciding what they want to commit to in terms of their subject material, or in other words, what they want to paint. And I've never actually ran into that problem My problem is probably the fact that I have a million different things that I want to paint that it helps me, or sorry, it doesn't help me. It it makes it more challenging for myself to possibly develop my own artistic style or niche because when I go and look at my paintings, I feel like I do stay pretty true to landscape or nature, but for example... Recently, I've started doing more of like a you know baseball type paintings. I really love baseball, and because of the coronavirus, baseball season has been postponed until who knows when. I live here in Pittsburgh, and I'm a huge Pirates fan, so I think that has helped to um, you know trigger some motivation inside me to paint some baseball scenes. Right now, I'm actually painting PNC Park, which is home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. So. Yeah, there's a lot of things I feel like for me that go into deciding what subject material that I want to paint, which makes it kind of hard to narrow down the focus and you know have the discipline to just stick to one thing in particular because I I think for myself I really paint according to the environment I'm surrounded by and definitely the season. When I go back to the beginning of the year, which obviously would have been winter time, a lot of my paintings were winter themed. My first post here on Instagram, actually, because I opened my Instagram uh, artist account in December, and my first one was of the mountains. Um, I actually called this painting Mount Malone, and it was because this painting, after I finished it, it reminded me a lot of the Utah jazz because of the colors and the fact that the Utah jazz, you know, the basketball team they play in Salt Lake City surrounded by these mountains. And so it's a mountain scene where these mountains, these peaks, they overlook these hills and valleys and a lake with lots of Christmas trees. (laughs) So, and then moving on, I had some other, I had this one scene. This was actually one that I did with Bob Ross where it was a a mountain cabin scene, so a cabin in front of a mountain and kind of like a wooded area. And I have this snowbird, actually a cardinal that's on a tree that has some snow on it. And then I have a mountain. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Grand Targhee out in Idaho, but my brother actually requested that I do a painting of him. So it was the first time I did, I put uh, a human figure in my paintings. And it was cool because he had a, 
a snowboard mask on so it's not like i had to do the details of his face but he's on a mountain here on at a ski resort snowboard resort whatever you want to call it i have another painting here this is again back in the winter of um, a wooded area like in the middle of the deep woods close to where my parents live in Ligonier, Pennsylvania, which is a small suburb of Pittsburgh, about an hour southeast of Pittsburgh. So you kind of get the idea that back in the winter, I was painting winter scenes and moving into the spring, as Bob Ross would say, my paintings started to warm up a little bit. Um, oh, I guess one more winter painting that I wanted to talk about was a painting that I did for a family um, that had a child that passed away. So it was actually a married couple from high school, and they had their first kid. And I'm not really sure how the kid passed away, but it, um, maybe not even two or three days after the birth, the child passed away. So I did this uh, symbolic painting of um, a wolf with its I don't know how you say a puppy yeah a pup <laughs> and they're on this um it's just the scene where they're looking out on and into the mountains and they're on this maybe like giant rock or something and um it actually kind of reminds me of the grand tetons as well but that was probably the last winter painting that i did and then like i said my painting started to warm up and i did this painting that was based off of acadia maine acadia national park and there was a lighthouse um, on top of this hill in front of these rocks in front of <laughs> the the ocean. So obviously at this time, I you know I recognized that uh, the snow was starting to go away. And then moving forward, I here in Pittsburgh we actually are fortunate enough to have the National Aviary, and. I spent two years of my life in Brazil. So when I came across these Toco toucans, it kind of brought me back to my days there in Brazil and it gave me the motivation to want to paint birds. And that wasn't the first time I painted the birds. I mentioned that that I had a bird painting. I mentioned that I painted um, a painting of a cardinal. So yeah, this one here, I just decided I really wanted to paint those birds and there was two of them. And that one turned out really well. And then obviously... And this coronavirus thing broke out and all of the sports leagues got suspended and my family and I were really looking forward to opening day and going to the Pirates game and obviously that's going to be put off for the time being but I decided to incorporate because I, I really like the movie Field of Dreams and I thought it was like what better way to do a landscape painting and combine that with my love of baseball so and the Pittsburgh Pirates so I did this Field of Dreams where I kind of like meshed it together with uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then it, I was able to do, um, you know, a landscape while also drawing, or sorry, painting a baseball field. And then now I'm practicing on a cityscape. And I'm really excited for that because most of my paintings have been landscape. And I do want to also experiment a little bit with cityscape. So at PNC Park, it's really nice because you have their whole stadium. And then the atmosphere is incredible because in the background, you can see a really nice, uh, skyline of the city over a river and then you know you have um you know some some big hills in the background here we might call it a, a mountain but if you live out west you would just call it a hill <laughs> so i just wanted to um kind of give you guys an idea of how i am able to come up with a formula for what i'm going to uh 
to paint some of my subject material and there really isn't any method to the madness. I just feel like for myself, somebody who has ADD, I have a million things going through my head. So it is a matter of just trying to choose something that's most appealing to me because I have a million different ideas. So I, for myself, I don't really struggle with inspiration as to what to paint, but possibly my deficiency is the fact that it's hard for me to stay on the same thing. <laughs> so in terms of developing a niche, I don't think that I could just paint the same thing for the rest of my life. But I really think it's cool those who do. Like there's um, a girl on Instagram who all she does is cosmic painting so of outer space and I, I think her work is really cool and it really just draws me in so if you're trying to look for my style maybe my style is the fact that I'm going to be random <laughs> I consider myself a photorealism painter but I'm not afraid to use my imagination so a lot of times my paintings I just you know I, I like to do obviously acrylic painting on canvas and what I'll do is I'll take a photo that I really like and I'll just kind of start painting it and I just paint what I see. You know, a lot of I know uh, plain air painting is something that's really popular. I really don't know how um, interested I am in plain air painting. I do want to try it, but I can't imagine just always being able to get out the door and just go set up shop somewhere and just paint for a long period of time. I, I do like to look at photos that I find. And usually the photos are photos that I've that I have taken um, that way it's going to be something that nobody else has ever really seen from my perspective because it's really hard for someone to have the exact same photo that, um, that I have taken. And with that, I can make a painting that would be impossible for anybody ever to duplicate because they don't have access to my photo or the exact angle that I viewed something from. So I find that concept pretty interesting but I'm definitely not afraid to use my imagination either um, sometimes like I'll deviate a little bit from whatever photo that I'm looking at and I think that helps to add character to my paintings because honestly a lot of times I feel like my painting turns out you know gives the scene more um, does does the scene more justice than the actual photo does itself and an example of that is actually a painting that I did in the middle of the woods in winter and honestly like based off the photo it looked kind of ugly but you know the acrylic and the vibrancy of those colors just really brought that image to life so I find that something that is really interesting about the painting process and something that I really like to do and this kind of stems off of Bob Ross's technique of there are no mistakes, just happy accidents, is sometimes when you're trying to paint something, another shape forms. I mean, you guys know that when you're going through that, when you're trying to draw something and that doesn't go the exact way you think or that you're anticipating, and then almost like a little image forms, you're like, wow, this looks more like that. And then you just kind of just go with it. If I hope what I'm saying makes any sense. But yeah, lots of times, instead of being like, oh man, that's a mistake, and I didn't want it to look like that, I'll think, okay, what can I do with that to turn that into something that'll add more character to the painting? And that's kind of what brings out an, um, uniqueness in my paintings, I feel. And I wish that I could sit down with you and give you an example of all the times that that has happened. But I mean, it happens all the time because if you're trying to be a photorealism painter, you're just going to, what I've discovered is you're just going to beat yourself up constantly if you don't, you'll make it look exactly 
what the photo looks like. And honestly, it doesn't really matter because nobody else has the reference photo of what I'm painting. I don't usually show that because not not because like I'm afraid that people are going to be like, oh, well, it looks nothing like that. But I just think that um, I, I think it just allows for imagination to form a little bit better in that way and realize that we don't have to be so bound by any type of rules and that helps to create freedom. So I never want to give like a, a cookie cutter example of where my painting came from. But I think most people would be able, like, for example, like this PNC Park painting, I feel like I do have to um, be a little, I have to be a little bit more bound by some rules or else people will be like, well, I don't know, that doesn't really remind me of PNC Park. You know, that, so for example, like the biggest skyscraper here in Pittsburgh is the UPMC building, which was, you know, it's called the Steel Tower, actually, but UPMC, which is the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, they put their their logo way on the top. So, um, you know, it's obviously great advertising for them, but I feel like I have to be pretty true and accurate to what that building is. That way it speaks to my local Pittsburghers a little bit more. But yeah, I, I really do like taking mistakes and turning them into, um, you know, just having them add character to the painting because it's something that I didn't ever anticipate happening, but it's something that was probably meant to happen because it just formed on its own. And I'm one another technique that I like to use too is, um, and maybe this kind of just supports more of what I just said, but as a kid, I'm, I don't know if you guys like doing this, but when you look up at the clouds and you kind of use your imagination to form figures, the same thing applies to painting. Like sometimes you'll be looking at your painting and you'll be like, I don't really know what that is, but I'm starting to see something out of that. And that, I, that does allude back to the shapes that just form somewhat randomly and then you just go with it. So I guess if you can kind of, if you ever did that with clouds and you're interested in this technique, just to add a little bit more character or randomness or spontaneity to your paintings, I would suggest trying to think of some images or just practice looking at the clouds and uh, using your imagination to form some images. I think it's a really fun way to paint. And just a quick story. I When I started off painting, I was doing a lot of my paintings with Bob Ross and he encourages you to paint with them. And I definitely do plan on, and I, I definitely not every painting, but I enjoy painting with him just because of the person he is and the piece that it brings me. So I'm not going to say that I'm never going to do a Bob Ross painting again, but I did realize I didn't want to just copy Bob. I wanted my own staple I could leave behind. And Bob actually encourages this. I, I definitely still incorporate some of his techniques. Like, for example, a lot of if I have like a tree or a bush in my paintings, I do find that I'm using a lot of the techniques that Bob you know, off of Bob Ross and the example of just watching him and what he does. But I really, most of my painting, I feel like I'm just discovering on my own and just realizing what works for me. And that's really what brings me happiness and sets me free. Because, you know, Bob definitely doesn't want you just to copy off him. And he always says that, that, you know, make it your own painting, use your own imagination. He just kind of gives you some techniques and he sets you free on the world. And I really do love that. And I actually, if you've probably listened to my other episode where I talk about how I have a Bob Ross poster that hangs above my little painting studio or, or what I've designated as my own little painting studio in our house. But I definitely feel like I have Bob's spirit with me when I paint, but I don't want to do 
the same type of paintings that he does because I feel like lots of times I've gone on Instagram or, you know, I've been looking at other people's paintings and I'm like, wow, I can definitely tell that that's a Bob Ross painting. And I definitely don't want somebody to say that of me. I, I want to be recognized for my own unique style because the whole point of being an artist is to be unique and to be creative. And so I don't want to be categorized with somebody else, but I definitely will always have Bob Rob Bob Ross with me as a painter and um, realize that he was my biggest inspiration, my biggest influencer as an artist. And that is a good segue for how I'm going to end this episode today and talking about how we start off with a certain a certain style or maybe if you're like myself, you start off admiring Bob Ross and kind of doing what he does and then you develop into your own unique artist with your own style and it's a lot of this is based off of two youtube videos and i mentioned this at the beginning of the episode during the overview and there's this youtube channel or he's just one person who does these videos he's an artist and if you want to look him up his name is struthless or at least his youtube account is struthless which is s-t-r-u-t-h-l-e-s-s like truthless with an s in front and he has two videos that really make me ponder on how our style forms. And one of his videos, he talks about how the secret of being a really good artist and developing your own style is to steal from another artist. And he's not talking about to steal from one artist because obviously if all my paintings were just paintings that Bob Ross did, then I feel like that would take a lot of credibility away and it wouldn't even necessarily make me happy. It wouldn't let me feel free to paint whatever I wanted to paint in my own unique style. But he talks about stealing from multiple artists because art is simply being able to, you know, I guess he makes the argument that anything that you paint comes from something that you've observed, whether it be another artist or whether it just be from what you're seeing. And it's an accumulation of all those ideas and all those images that form. And so the more, um, artists that you look at their work and you say, Ooh, I want to incorporate that. Like I know a lot of times I go on Instagram and maybe I'll set a bookmark or save somebody else's image just to help in the future, maybe provide inspiration or give an idea to something I want to do. But obviously I'm never going to steal somebody's painting, but it's just a matter of like, say if you stole from a hundred different artists and you incorporated all of their ideas into your painting, nobody would be able to recognize, Oh, this definitely comes from that artist. And, and that way, that forms your own style. And I'm not really sure how much I really do that, but in a way, like I know that I have some Bob Ross concepts in my painting and I've looked at other YouTube videos to see how they do some things. But a lot of, I feel like my own style just comes from experimenting, but I definitely think that that's cool. And I would love to try a painting and which I incorporated a hundred different artists. Maybe I would even go on your Instagram pages and uh, you know, if I found a hundred of, of my followers and just incorporated one little thing from each of their um, paintings into one painting of my own, I think that would be really cool. And nobody would ever be able to recognize, uh, you know, where those themes came from, unless you were able to look at like one little part of my painting and be like, hey, that's how I do my tree or that's how I do my rock or my river. I think that would be really cool. Like if we could all maybe get together and do our own like group painting, that'd be really awesome. But I, I thought that was a pretty cool thing to say and a really interesting way to uh, look at art and how style 
uh, can or possibly does form. And then the other uh, YouTube video he has, which I thought was really interesting, is he talks about this bus station model. And it's actually a famous model, and I can't remember who it comes from, but it's pretty much the analogy of your art adventure um, is comparable to a bus station. And, you know, there's different bus lines that go throughout the city, and they all start at the same spot, you know, at the bus station. And maybe along the way, you know, like the first half mile, they're all following the same route, but then every bus starts to deviate course. So you, so depending on which bus you get on, your destination is going to be different in the end. I hope that makes sense. It's kind of, it, it was really cool to visualize because he had like a little map that would show you, but along the way, something happens and you deviate from the point where every other bus started was together and then every other bus route started going a different way and then you get further and further away from the other um, buses and I, I find that really cool too because in a way I feel like maybe while we don't all start off at the same bus station we start off at a point pretty similar in the art process and sometimes maybe we don't like what route we're going and so we'll take the bus back to the bus station and then we start again and you start getting to a different point each day or to a different bus stop with each painting or there's not really you know he makes the argument that there's not really like a set defined amount, uh, increment of time but as we keep working on a skill and we keep perfecting it we get to the next level or the next stop and then eventually we get to somewhere where we're just so far away from all the other buses that our own uh, unique style has formed that somebody can look at your paintings and be like, okay, that's definitely in my case, a, a Jordan Lundquist painting or, you know, wh whomever you are, they'll be able to recognize you. The more that you work on your art and you just stick with it and you don't give up. But that's the main key point too, is that you can't give up. You got to keep riding the bus and, you know, you'll definitely get there. And I believe that I'm going to get there. And, uh, I just always want to tell you guys how much I love art, how much I love talking about art and, um, I really do appreciate our art community. And I want to thank you as always for um, listening to this podcast. I really do appreciate your support. And I hope that you're enjoying this. And if you are, please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast from whichever platform you're listening on and, and share it with somebody else.